Section 53 of Frontier Humor in Verse, Prose, and Picture. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Kathy Kay. Frontier Humor in Verse, Prose, and Picture by Palmer Cox. Seeking for a Wife. And it came to pass about the year 1873 being in the autumn, when the new wine was oozing from the press and the corn was hardening in the crib, a bachelor, a farmer of great possessions, dwelling in the valley of Berryessa, bent above his rusting plough and thus communed with himself. My stacks are builded, my wine is dripping from the press, the ripe ears are garnered in my cribs, my flocks and herds feed fat upon the hills, and yet, because of my loneliness, I am unhappy." I will arise at eve and repair to my neighbor's cottage. Peradventure, the aged widow of the murdered gypsy, can counsel me. So when the evening hour was come, the farmer arose and sought the aged widow's abode. As he drew nigh to the cottage, he lifted up his eyes, and behold, the crone sat upon her doorstep. And when the dame looked upon the farmer, she knew his heart was troubled, but she knew not the cause. So, lifting up her voice, she cried inquiringly, what aileth, my neighbor? Has aught befell thy goods? Has Bruin descended from the mountains to worry thy flocks? Or are thy stacks consumed, that thus you droop your eyelids to the path and move as by a hearse? And the farmer, drawing nigh, replied, My flocks unharmed graze sleek upon the hills. My stacks stand unconsumed. Yet is my spirit heavy, because my walks are lonely and my heart is sad and I come as one seeking counsel. Then answered the dame reprovingly, Out upon thee for a fusty, dreamy bachelor. Go take to thyself a wife. Then will thy walks be no more lonely, neither will thy heart be sad. But he, answering her sorrowfully, said, Mock me not, good woman, but look with pitying eyes upon me, and hearken to my voice. Behold, I am now well stricken in years. My body is stooping to the grave. My manners, like my hands, are rough. My blood, like my hair, is thin. And my teeth but shine in memories of the past. How, then, can I win maidens' hearts? Alas, on the contrary, they would giggling flee from before me. No hope for me remains. If I would wed, I needs must wed a squaw. And his countenance fell. Then was the crone exceedingly displeased, because he said, I needs must wed a squaw. And she answered him derisively, saying, Go to, ye speak as with the beak of a parrot, and with the understanding of a babe. Are ye studied in books, and not know the proverb, A golden snare will catch the wildest hare? Do not your stacks dot the veil below like an Egyptian camp? Are not your tanks brimming with wine, and your cribs grinning with corn? Do not your cattle graze upon an hundred hills? and your industrious laborers follow in the furrow? And are ye still afeard, O ye of doubting mind? Go get thee to thy chest, and take to thyself suitable coin, and hasten to that great city by the sea, whose churches point to heaven, and whose people bow to gold. There sojourn for a season, and make no delay in adorning thyself with precious stones." Put diamonds upon thy bosom, and rings upon thy fingers, and be zealous to stand in the hallways, and in the marketplaces, and in the houses of exchange. 
Seek to be observed of the people, and take heed that ye look upon all men as being thy servants, and let thy wealth be noised abroad. Then shall rise up in the house of mourning the widow of a month, and dry her weeping eyes. And then shall the maid of many summers lay aside her pets, to readjust her charms, and disenter her smiles. Then shall the doting damsel, when her parent maketh fast the door, creep out some other way. And they all shall come trooping as with the voice of birds, to court thy smiles and thy manners, and thy years shall be as the silk of a spider in thy way. Then he was exceedingly glad because of the crone's advice, and he went away to his own home rejoicing. And on the morrow he arose before it was yet day, and saddled his mule, and journeyed to the great city by the sea, and lodged at the house of a friend. And he made haste to purchase diamonds, and rubies, and emeralds, and onyx stones, and sapphires, and put massive rings upon his fingers, and seals upon his chain. And even as the crone had directed, he scrupled not to stand in the hallways, and in the marketplaces, and in the houses of exchange, and sought to be observed of the people, and lived as a man having great possessions. And not many days after, a fair lady of that place, looking from her window, saw that the stranger shone like a midday sun, even so much that her heart was warmed. So she called the keeper of the house aside, and questioned him concerning the stranger, saying, Who is this stranger that lodges in thy house? Who beameth with jewels like the noonday sun? Make him known to me, for he is a choice and goodly man, and my heart warmeth for the stranger. Then answered the good man of the house, he is a sojourner from the valley of Berryessa, and, lo, he is a man of great possessions. And, moreover, take heed if he cometh in your way, that ye smile graciously upon him. For be it known unto you, he is a bachelor, who cometh amongst us, seeking a wife. Then the damsel was exceedingly moved. And when it came to pass that the stranger was introduced to her, she smiled graciously upon him. And she opened her mouth, and spake knowingly of barley, and of rye, and of corn in the ear, and of tares. And she also spake of four-footed beasts, of calves, and pigs, and goats, and cattle after their kind, and of fowls, of doves, and of ducks, and of geese, and of poultry after their kind. And she spoke also of cabbages, and of squashes, and of turnips, and of new-laid eggs, and of honey, and of buckwheat cakes, and of cheese, and of sausages. And, lo, the farmer's heart was touched, for she was comely to look upon, and wise withal. And he communed within himself, saying, Surely this maid would indeed be a great catch. She would make her husband's home cheerful, and in diverse ways pluck from the palm of life the festering thorns. Beshrew me, but I will lay strong siege to the damsel's heart. So he made haste to pull wide open the mouth of his purse, and loaded her with presents, for the damsel had found favor in his eyes, and he sought to win her. And not many days after he espoused the maiden, and there was great feasting and merry-making at that house, and the same was heard of the neighbors. And on the following day the farmer took her to his own home, in the valley of Berryessa, and they lived happily together for the space of many years. End of section 53